to a special edition of Boss's Big Three. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different of an episode today in the fact that we're not really going to talk about the sports world, what's going on uh, in the ride the wave world per se, just more what's happening in the world in general. A uh, whole lot of nonsense blew up ever since. Like I, I look at it like this. If, if on Christmas someone told you that in June all of this stuff would happen, would it be like Corona, the riots, Kobe died, all these other people died? You, you could say they're insane, but unfortunately, here we are. And um, I kind of wanted to do this today uh, with it's myself, Brandon, uh, Dito, uh, Jay, and Fro, or Angel, either or, same guy. Uh, we all kind of came together and decided, hey, we should just kind of, uh, we were flexing last week about how we're the top 200 podcasts. We're, we're having a platform. Uh, we're really growing. And I think it would be kind of ignorant. It would be kind of just not productive of us to not use that platform that we were just saying that we had to not try to spread a good message try to uh educate inform all that stuff but like we said we have uh three boston's big three mm. debuts today we have angel boston's fro we have our social two, guy dito and then we have uh a three game winning streak goat milk uh team member and ride the waves own jay the pats fan in tampa this and is not my BB3 debut, by the he's way. He's been on two or three of these yeah, things. Yeah. Oh, at least with me. Yeah, he's been, you he's been, been on like way more than me. You <laughs> You're right. With me and Jay, at least this is the first one. But thank you guys for hopping on. Uh, if you guys want to, Jay, if you're not, this isn't your debut, so I guess you don't really need to introduce yourself. But Dito. Nah, people uh, know me. I'm kind of a big deal. The, the true boss is big three. People know who Dito is. But Dito, if you want to say what's up real quick, he does a lot of our social. And uh, just kind of introduce yourself to the crowd. Uh, so basically, I'm Dito, by the way. I've been with Ride the Wave since day one. I, I do a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. You guys won't see my face as much, but I handle mostly video production. Any all the memes that you see, that's all me. So <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it. I'm an avid Boston sports fan. Uh, go to tons of games. I'm, you know, got some of the athletes to come on here. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, man, I'm I'm just glad to be here. I, it's I didn't want to be here for this subject for my for, for my debut, but yeah, it yeah. needs to be done. So, and then we got uh, Boston Fro Angel, uh, the the most positive person on Instagram. What's up, man? How are you? Thanks for hopping on. <laughs> hey, it's Angel. What's up, guys? No, I'm, I'm I'm happy to be here. I mean, I've been following you guys since the beginning. I've been part of uh, Ride the Waves since the beginning, kind of in the background, just like uh, just like Dito. Um, and just kind of like uh, helping out where I can, but uh, definitely happy to be here. Uh, it's, you know, today's subject is something I didn't want to come here for, but I definitely feel like uh, I'm really happy to be part of this, this episode, and I'm happy to make my debut here with you guys. Uh, so this is going to be more of an open forum type of thing, but I don't know, just to introduce it, I guess my two cents in the whole whatever's going on in the world is that there's a clear divide in the country that was already there. And this is only making it a wider divide in the fact that that shouldn't happen. Um, it's unfortunate. Like we said that all of this is goes on in the world, but like we have to, we can't ignore it because that's the whole situation we're dealing with. We want change. We need to be vocal about it. We need to, I guess, educate people about it. And then this is, we, I know we have a younger following, especially for the show. We have a, I'm not sure exactly what our demographic is, but we do have a younger following. So if we could, kind of just say whatever our two cents are about the, the matter, uh, speak what's on the mind, anything like that. It could go a long way. Uh, <clears throat> if we change one person's mind, 
even then that's impactful. Like the small stuff says it's going to eventually change everything, but basically what's your guys' thoughts on what's going on in the world? Uh, open room, like any questions, anything like that? Well, I just want you to, I mean, let's get to the point. Like, what is the matter? You know I mean, what is the matter to you? And what are we going to be talking about? I know you're saying there's something going on, but yeah. what is it to you? What, what is this? What, what are we talking about? What is it we really talking about? Like, uh, so, I mean, if you've been living under a rock, you know about the George Floyd situation. Okay. Um, that police brutality, that kind of started to the, uh, the whole, I guess, domino effect of what we've had today. It started with, in my opinion, the pr- police brutality, and then it, it went towards uh, racism, and then it became, like, political. And I don't think the issue here is necessarily – it shouldn't be, like, Trump versus liberals or right versus left or anything like that. I think it just should be not racist people, like, good, kind-hearted people who just get it versus, like you always hear now, the bad apples that ruin the bunch – these aren't bad apples. These are just straight up just racist human beings and stuff like that. That's the stuff that I personally want to talk about. Uh, I know that me, like personally, I, I've not been sitting well with this whole thing um, simply because it just, I don't know, like <laughs> if it sits well with you, I think that says something about you. If you don't want change, if you don't want anything like this um, to kind of progress, then that's not going to lead us anywhere. Then this is all for nothing. A lot of people are talking about how this makes them uncomfortable. A lot of people are talking about how th- this isn't like something they want to talk about because they don't want to get too much into politics. And I was someone like that. Um, when we were talking about politics in the past, I was always like, I don't know much about it. I don't want to get into it. But after this whole thing, it kind of woke me up <laughs> saying I should learn more about all of this. I should um, use, I guess, my small platform that I have to try to like help anything or anyone that I can right now. Uh, it's kind of like a tough place for me, obviously just as a white male, I can't relate. I can't say, oh, I understand what you're saying, but I do listen. Um, stuff like, like, like I, <laughs> to put this in like the most normal way possible, like I have a lot of friends who are black kids and I don't see that at all like uh, as a factor that goes back and forth why, whether or not I should be friends with them. It should just be straight up friendship. It should be just seeing people for who they are. It should just be uh, just accepting differences because that's what makes a quote-unquote america the melting pot or whatever you have to accept people's differences you have to listen to each other because if you won't listen like if it's gonna be right versus left if that's what the whole social media thing is right now and you're not going to listen to each other that's not going to be changing anything um and then the violent protests that some are started by cops some are started by protesters whether or not like there's so much information out there it's so hard to fact check to see what's true to see what's not true uh it's just more of a what's everyone's perspective, no matter the race, no matter the identity, the gender, anything, the culture you're from, how could not ride the wave, not Boston's big three, but literally everybody in the country just kind of come together. Not like obviously to end racism. You want it. That's the ultimate goal as an uphill battle that may seem. Um, but I feel as if this is the, the one time, if it's like, if it's not now, then when, and to even, this is going to be the weirdest quote, but like, did you guys see that iced tea? Um, tweet he was saying like it doesn't matter if you're right wing left wing they're all in the same bird the bird's america like no matter what side you're on you can say whatever you want you can do whatever you want but the the fact that this has become so political instead of just racist people versus not racist people that's the part that kind of irks me the most but uh just kind of your thoughts on the whole situation 
Thanks for pulling this together, Tyler. I definitely appreciate it. I think it's important that we all get our voices heard, especially from all all different sides. Like I'm out in Phoenix right now, and all these guys are back in Boston and in Tampa. Um, So we all have a few different angles to look at this thing. But some of the things you started talking about, like the riots, the brutality, the politics behind it, I think it's important to start where – where this really started, this chain of events last Monday when George Floyd was, not allegedly, he was murdered by a police officer in Minneapolis. I think it's important that we start there um, and understand what that guy did was wrong, uh, beyond belief, uh, what the officers did standing on, like also on Floyd's back, the officers just standing and watching and keeping people videotaping Mm -hmm. back. It was all wrong. Um, I think one of the things that I've started, I've been thinking about this last week is, Uh, the accountability that goes into like those men in uniform and yes they're there to like protect and serve us they are in a uniform and they're supposed to uh, be the ones keeping us safe but when you see something like that and all you can do is videotape it and you have no ability to step in like say if the guy who is recording it like wanted to do something like he wanted to stop this man from getting killed in the street there's nothing he can do about it because if he goes and pushes an officer over he put he could potentially save floyd's life but in turn he's getting a felony offense for that because he, because of saving that man but um, uh, sorry but 100 you're right there yeah. and what i've been seeing people do is blame those people that were recording for not doing anything and you know what i don't i can't blame those people for yeah. not doing anything like i would love to i guarantee in their hearts they wanted to do so they're yelling at him they're yelling at the cops and they're telling them Please stop, please. You're killing the man. I mean, what else can they do? Because as soon as right. they did that, now for me, the worst part was the, the officers watching it happen. Because they're the only people, they were the only ones in that area that could have saved that man's life. And they took uh, just it to, to themselves to not. To piggyback on that, Angel, there was only one officer watching. There was four total officers. Yes. Three of them were actively engaged in holding him down. Um, the fact that they had him also on the ground with the knee to the neck, he was already in handcuffs in the back of the vehicle. Uh, there was excuse me, a, a video footage of, I believe it was just like some building security footage of the officers jostling him, uh, fighting him while he was in the backseat of that car. Yeah, Once you have someone in custody in the backseat of the car, close the door and it's over. You don't need to fight him. He's cuffed. He's already in the vehicle. Stop it. End it. De-escalate the situation right there, and it's done, and none of this is going on. Uh, Also, um, while I have uh, the stage uh, to go back to uh, what Tyler was saying before I forget about uh, the U.S. being a melting pot, that's that's all well and good to think about. Um, I've always said uh, we're more of those, like, divided – plates that you get where the meat is over here and the veggies are over here it's like a cafeteria tray yeah we are not a melting pot just because we have people of you know different cultures and backgrounds and races and religions all living together uh we've never collectively as an entire nation there are obviously pockets like you know us and 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 people that we know uh but collectively as a nation we've never uh, experienced a true melting pot uh, situation and then lastly to touch on what something brandon said about uh police uh being here to protect and serve uh they actually are under zero obligation to protect us as citizens uh they uh, uh it's been brought up in courts and been fought about and uh i just want to throw that out there I, I hear that all the time they're supposed to protect and serve us protect and serve us they they are under zero obligation to protect us at all 
I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I can't say I relate. I can't say any of this. I'm here to listen. I'm here to learn. I'm here to educate. Like, this is why I wanted to do this, especially not only to like help my perspective, not only to help other people's perspective, just to get your thoughts out there, get everything out there. Uh, Fro, like, correct me if I'm wrong. You were at the Boston protest, correct? Yeah, I was there. I went there uh, two nights ago. Were you there? Like, just walk us through that even because you see all these other cities starting out. Um, if I throw my two cents about this, I think the, the protest, obviously great things. Uh, the fact that like when all the looting and happening was like this as drastic as it seems like the drastic measure, like times call for drastic measures. I'm not saying the looting was right. I'm not saying the looting was wrong. I, I say it's a, a necessary step to move forward the conversation because unfortunately you see the Colin Kaepernick takes a knee and people wanted to be like, Hey, why, why are we using violence now? Why are we looting? Why are we doing all this stuff? When Colin Kaepernick takes a knee and people like that, it's a silent, like a, a peaceful protest and they don't get listened to and Colin Kaepernick gets tossed out of league. But the fact that when the looting starts, the rioting starts and that it transitions from we need justice to why is everyone looting? Like it, that's, I think when well, it took the, the turn for the political side, but the problem is that some, your sorry, but the problem is that somehow there's no right way to protest mm -hmm. this. I get mm -hmm. it that it's against police. We all love police. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I've got a lot of police family. I got a lot of officers, you know, that, that go out there and they risk their life every single day. And they're great people, good people. You know what I mean? But there are some bad eggs. So it's kind of just like, I don't know. That was all, that's that's a weird thing, but we're going with the uh, getting into the uh, the protest. I went two nights ago. Uh, in the beginning of it, everything was peaceful, everything was cool. Uh, by the time I got there, uh, that's when it got uh, a little more uh, 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 rioty. I guess is the best way to say it. Cause, <laughs> but you know what though, it wasn't even the same people. Cause I know a lot of people who were at the protests in the daytime, and they left. They they had a great day. They were able to do what they wanted to do. There was no 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 smoke bombs thrown. It wasn't that crazy. It was, of course, there's like, you know, of course there's, uh, uh, you know, uh, arguments and yelling and people giving out their opinions. But when I got there, I mean, I was I was recording it on Instagram and stuff, and I was able to stay close to the to the you know the action. And um, I mean, I stayed respectful. The cops didn't bother me when I was in the middle of the mix. But I mean, there's two views. Like, there were people, <clears throat> there were people instigating the cops, and there were cops instigating the people. So, and I'm not saying every single cop was, because it wasn't every single cop. And I'm not saying every single protester out there was, but there were those that were out there instigating and wait. And they they just want both sides want something to happen. You know what I mean? They're egging it on, and I hate that about it. And to to take that. Because that's, that's even what the media wants. That's what people want to see. Nobody wants to see peace. Nobody wants to see everybody happy. People want to see action and fire and stuff like that. And it's, and it's horrible because, you know, those are the people that are really messing this up for us or for those that are trying to just do this peacefully. And, and, and even at that, when people are, it still gets out of hand. I mean, the fact that, that, that sometimes I just feel like an officer should be able to make his choice and not have to follow a command. You know what I mean? Like, I know you get told what you get told to do, but mm -hmm. can I just see an officer one day and just say no? You know what I mean? And just say no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock over that, that, that. You know, I see the other protesters who are throwing things at me, but that one guy right there in the middle who's been sitting there, not doing anything, just being silent, 
and, and doing his thing, he shouldn't be punished for the rest of what everybody else is doing. But what happens is that somebody throws a smoke bomb and it affects everybody inside, even those that were peacefully doing it. So, I mean, stuff like that is just kind of like, I wish a cop would just be like, dude, hold back. Like, yeah. I don't know if you saw that one video of the lady who was sitting down and the cop pushed the lady while she was sitting down protesting and the other cop, uh, the other cop came up and like, tore him up was just like dude that's not how we do things and that's not how we shouldn't do things and that's exactly the stuff i want to see i want to see um the officers come in and support what we're doing because when this happened a couple years ago uh, in new york over the cigarette the cops didn't have our backs back then the cops were basically that's when blue lives matter happened Oop, did we lose them yeah, we'll get it back. But that's but instead of like back then, instead of saying, hey, some of us are messing up, they go, no, Blue Lives Matters too. And that's when Blue Lives Matter started. And and now they're not saying that as much. I mean, we all get it. Blue Lives do matter. I, we all have family and friends. We support them. But now the cops are taking a knee. Now the cops are saying, hey, they're wrong. And that's what we want to hear. So that's the biggest positive I have about everything else going on. Sorry if I... Didn't even talk about the riots and stuff. No, like that's that. all good. Literally. But anything. this is just something of how I feel about how things have gone. And right now, I kind of see a different change to what happened back then to what's happening now. And back then, we were being ignored. Now, people are listening. Here's, here's what I got to say about the, uh, the police taking a knee. That's photo op shit right there. Uh, these officers are... are Some. Are land- a great deal. Not all, but a great deal of them are, you know, I, I, I'm working from home right now, so I have nothing but time and I am like obsessed with Twitter. Like I've never been obsessed with Twitter before in my life. I'm just like looking at everything. I'm looking at videos and you see these, these officers take the knee. And at first I was like, all right, you know, like I, I got a little positivity brewing in me and I'm thinking, you know, we're, we're going over that hill on the roller coaster and we're coming back down to, you know, a, a, possible peaceful resolution i was like oh they get it but then you see people tweeting out like these are the cops that were just kneeling five minutes ago and now they're pepper spraying us and it's it's fucking terrible and it and it, and it pisses me off because i'd rather you show your true colors and just be a dick than pretend to be nice for the cameras and then treat the the protesters there um as if they're the bad guys for exercising their first amendment rights so you kind of mentioned something real quick about saying you're on Twitter more than ever. I agree with that in the sense that like, it's not that I, I just, just want to be on Twitter all day. It's the fact that you kind of want to to see what's next. It's kind of like a bad car accident. The fact that like, you can't help, but look, but you, you don't want to get, uh, you don't, you want to get off social media to preserve just your mental state to, to keep sane, but you also want to stay informed in the fact that you want to see what's happening. So you're kind of endlessly scrolling like I probably scrolled six miles just with my thumb the past couple of days because like you just want to keep seeing what's happening. You want to keep seeing what's next. Like I feel as if every single day I wake up to something new and it's like, how, how is this happening right now? Like we, we already had the crazy, the thing that I could think is the craziest thing that could happen in the world right now. Somehow every single day outdoes it. And, it, it, and I don't know how. And the fact that like you keep scrolling and scrolling, scrolling, not because like you just want to see all this happen. It's just what people are showing there. Um, this is kind of bringing me to my next point is I mentioned in the beginning, how do we know what's true on social media? How do we know what's not? Uh, how are you guys dealing with that? Like, like what, what are you seeing? Like what are your immediate reaction to like videos you see uh, whether like the validity of it or anything like that? So I think here, watching here, the news. Uh, and, oh, 
you go for it. You go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I might be in the minority. Um, ha, wink, wink. Um, but uh, <laughs> but when I see stuff, well, first of all, I I go to Twitter and social media to follow the stuff that's going on in all these different cities, um, because it's the raw, unedited footage. It's it's uh, boots on ground footage that uh, you know obviously can have. Uh, an individual's agenda attached to it, but it's 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 not hasn't been rehearsed and and planned and and staged you know staged and yeah it's and but what I do and what I was saying was I might be the minority is when I see something I don't immediately just go well that's fucked up share I look into it you know I spend honestly it only takes like a minute or two. Before, like, because, you know, I saw stuff this morning about, uh, you know, the officers setting the bricks outside. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, that's fucked up. Like, officers are setting up bricks. And then you take a step back, you know, you let the anger kind of fuel down a little bit. And you realize that they were right out. They weren't in some, like, downtown area where the rioters were. They were outside of their own offices. Whether or not that changes the the narrative, or whether or not that changes their uh, um, what they were planning to do with those bricks, I don't know. So I don't speak on it. Uh, but what I do is I, I look to social media, I see what's going on, I see what people who are uh, on the front lines of these protests and riots are showing. There there was a, a video yesterday of this young man who was basically holding back tears yelling at officers saying i saw that yep. I, yeah i like i love you guys we are family we are here together i want to i want to know you i want to understand you and he was saying that i want to see you at your best and he was arrested for peacefully protesting and he was the only one too and he was they the only one and they pulled, specifically yeah. no and 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 there's been multiple videos of that 100% and and, and so when I see stuff like that, it, 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 it makes me boil inside and it pisses me off because I know that that could be me. I know that that could be, you know, my brothers, my sisters, my friends, my aunts, my cousins, you know, those, those these, these officers are, it's not that they're not trained on how to do this because they are. I have been trained on how to deal with this stuff in the military and that's not it. That's not it at all. That's not how you de-escalate situations. That's not how you listen to the voices of the people who are upset. And there's a message getting sent with, with these police officers. You see them really armed for war when they're going out to meet with these protesters. There's, you have seen these certain videos where there's guys just like in their casual everyday office uniforms or street uniforms, whatever you want to call them. Um, but you do see these officers with riot shields and like grenade launchers for tear gas and it's not sending a very positive message like yes there's some some protesters that are um, not getting out of hand but literally rioting and destroying whatever's in front of them um, and it's causing a bad um, scene on both sides of the equation from either the police and from the protesters and I think um, it's a really problematic situation declaring or not declaring but showing your intentions going into it. Like if you're not going to bring a shield to some, somewhere you're not expecting to use it. You know what I mean? Here's, here's uh, what's going on. These, these guys, these police uh, chiefs and these mayors of these cities, they, they have this budget that they have to use and they have to justify the use of, of this equipment that they've bought. So if they're spending this money on these APCs 
these riot shields, these batons, this tear gas, these flashbangs, and they're, they're just sitting in some back warehouse at, at the police station and not being used. That budget gets decreased next fiscal year and it doesn't, they don't get the money anymore. Mm. So they need a reason to use the stuff that they bought and they're creating the reasons to use it. So, so it's kind of like you have $100,000 in your bank account, you have a year to spend it, and if you don't spend all of it, you're not going to have the change. So they That's, have to spend all the money and then uh, that, so yeah. they keep it. Yeah, it's like that old office episode, like you're mm-hmm. like with Michael Scott. He's like, you have like yeah. $10 with a lemonade stand. If you only use $9, you're only going to get $9 next year. So you have to spend all $10. <laughs> Anytime uh, office references are used, I, I start laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dino, to kind of catch you up, we were just talking about um, yeah, my what's bad, going on in the my world. Bad, my, wife, my Wi-Fi cut off. I had to go find a different location. Sorry. All good. We're, we were talking about uh, like what's going on in the world, obviously. And then kind of we were just focusing on social media aspect, the fact that you want to stay off social media to preserve like your sanity, your mental health, all that, but you don't want to leave social media because you want to see what's happening in the world. You want to see what's next. You want to see like just what's going on. What are your kind of thoughts on, I guess, your point of view towards this whole thing? You haven't really had a chance to speak it because just give you, I mean, me personally, me personally, I think the best thing is to be on social media Mm -hmm. because of the simple fact that you're going to start seeing things that they're not posting on the news. A lot of the stuff that you find in social media and you do your research and you look on, you see a lot of the good that's in, on, on like Twitter and Instagram, you see all the videos from people from personal phones, but what they're putting on the media on, on live TV, they're showing the bad, they're showing the, the looters, they're showing all this, you know why? Cause it's going to get people angry. And that's why everybody in the comments that don't understand what's going on constantly bring up the looters constantly. Don't bring up, they say protesters are the, lo- uh, the looters are the protesters, but they're not doing their research and actually looking at who actually is making a change during these protests and actually speaking to these officers, trying to get a mutual understanding. They don't want to see that. And that's, that's the biggest problem. So I don't think it's an issue for people to stay off social media because it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you start actually doing research. Okay, well, I've seen this, but the, the news is showing mm-hmm. that. Why are they showing that? Because they don't want you. They don't want, they don't want everybody to be happy, man. They want clicks. It's the same thing with the internet. They want clicks. And it's the same thing with the news. If the news don't put out something that's dramatic and stuff like that, they get shut down. They don't and want if, to. And if the news doesn't run it, it basically doesn't exist right now. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty much, man. So. But I think I think one of the social medias that I've actually been looking for, uh, to for like that, like Angel was talking about, the firsthand experience about what these protests have been like is like getting on Snapchat and seeing mm-hmm. like that the, they have Definitely. like a heat zone yep. or like where people are posting the most and you can see like all these metropolitan cities across the country like a hundred different cities are just glowing red from these it literally looks the like america's week. on fire it's, when you look at it's the snapchat it is and you you can tap on these locations and just see like all the different snaps being mm-hmm. posted from these locations seeing the protests that are taking place um seeing seeing the fires that are happening because that's what people are recording and it's the same thing with uh, the news they get these videos and send them out and that's what people are wanting to see um but here's here's my statement on it yes the looting is bad no one's condoning the looting no one's condoning the violence but you know how you stop the looting is you stop these protests and the only way to stop these protests is for real change and that's what we're going for here with these protests across the country yeah, yeah they did, the, the, the protest didn't start because everyone wanted to go take stuff from Target. Like, no, it didn't start. That because that, that, it didn't that, start. So, so that, that was never really the intention because, I mean, there's been tons of protests that, that hasn't happened. Yeah. It's just that people at this point are fed up. With, the like, cops you know, aren't people, helping. And the cops are not helping. The cops are actually hurting themselves 
with what's going on. And the and the and let me bring. I want to bring something back to what Jay was talking about with the with the shields. Mm -hmm. You got to understand that cops are humans, and if you give somebody something, they want to use it. So when you give a, a, a some of these officers don't certainly have the mental capability to be like, you know what, I'm actually just going to stand here and make sure nothing goes on. A lot of those dudes want to go in and bash somebody in the head. That's why they became police officers in the first place. And that's what you're starting to see become a domino effect when you go on social media, when you go on Twitter, when you go on Instagram, when you go on Snapchat, you're starting to see that. But guess what? They're not showing that to the media because they don't want to make the police look bad. But at the end of the day, if you go on, if you do your research, You'll start to you'll start to actually wake up a little bit because oh, this exactly. hasn't been this this problem hasn't just started last week with with with, mm -hmm. with, uh, with Floyd. This has been going on for years. I've dealt with this personally. Froze dealt with this personally. Jay, I'm sure has dealt with this personally. I'm I'm pretty Two sure probably dealt with this personally. I get I get pretty much racially profiled on a daily basis, and it sucks, and it, it really does. And it, it it it's like I can't go somewhere without eyes being pointed at me because of the way I look and, and it's just, it's, it's, and people are, are getting up to the point where it's just enough's enough, man. I, and I, do I condone the rioting and the, and, the, and the violence that's going on? No, because that's not what we want. All we want is change. But guess what? When you're antagonizing and putting everybody going like this, it's going to create, create chaos. And that's what's going on. And I think there was a real point of unity in all of this when, when it first occurred, like I would say last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, there was like unity, um, with, with the protesters, with the people who are upset about the, like the murder of George Floyd. And I think, um, mm. the, mm. the increased use of social media and the news covering it 24 seven has really created this divide that you're talking about between <clears throat> like, uh, left wing, right wing, uh, police and the protesters. And I, there's even more, it goes even deeper than that with even the president of the United States, where I believe if he didn't say anything, it would have been fine. That's why I agree with some of yo, the that some of man, Republicans dude. are actually saying his best bet is to not say anything at all. Exactly. <laughs> Just shut up. And, and that's every time he speaks or goes on Twitter and goes on social media and has something to say, it's never positive. It's basically throwing gas to an fl open flame. Mm -hmm. It's making it worse. Yeah, that's on purpose. Look oh, what did. happened? What did we do the other day? Yeah, you, I know you go just yesterday. That was some of the sickest oh. things I've ever seen somebody do with a position of power. Like to do something like that, to make a decision where I'm greater than everybody else. Uh, you guys, I got, get, get out of my way. I'm going to do this photo. Like, come on, man. Like, he did all that. For there, there's people, there's people trying to like be like, like even like I. I want this country to be great. I want greatness from this country. And I want one day for him to just wake up and be like, dude, I'm, I'm effing up over here. You know what I mean? But every day he proves it wronger. Like, I don't know what point you got to get to where you, you don't see what he's doing is part of the problem. I don't want to say he's the entire thing because no. there are right. individuals that have grown up all their lives with this kind of mentality. But, what but he is not helping at all the things he says the actions he puts in place i mean he is not and you know mm. you guys know me i am be good have fun love life super positive i love everything around me but yo i've gone through you know you know i've been racially profiled a lot and my jobs i mean i work golf i'm on i work a football field i'm getting yelled at being cap and having beers thrown at me while i'm trying to work like this stuff happens to me all the time and i just try to stay positive but it's hard to look at the world and see what people 
are actually taken as the truth or as the way to be. And for him to not use his platform to make it, you know, to ease the, the tension is the biggest problem. Like I get the way he is, but all he has to do, like for me even, is to just come out and be like, yo, this is all messed up. We're going to take care of you. and We're going to figure out what's happening. And he does not come out and say that. He literally just yeah. goes around it, dude. He literally end everything by just saying, we're going to make changes. We're going to do this. That's all he has to say. And I guarantee you the protests will die down. We're gonna make changes. We're gonna make drastic changes. You know what he says? Nope. We're gonna send. We're gonna send the national guard on. We're gonna the declare war on the American. We're gonna declare yeah. war. We're gonna start war. And he does that with a smile on his face. And you expect us to really just sit there and be like, "Yeah, that's our president. That's a good guy." No, he's hurting himself every single day. Every and, and let's 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 take it even way back. If in um, let's think about this. The Netflix series that came out. Uh, what is it? Um, the one about the the, the Central Park Five. About about the guy, the five kids that got that got uh, accused. Oh, of the Central Park Five. Trump was one of the Dude, reasons that said that he wanted to kill all five of those kids without knowing any information about it. He was one of the biggest guys that was on the news, and this is prior to him being any presidential or anything like that. That they should be killed without knowing any information about it, and that's the biggest problem. He still has that mindset. And people Dude, the, man's, the man's been racist his entire career. Since, since his entire uh, life. Yeah, he, he had the federal government against him uh, in the uh, – oh, God, I'm feeling terrible right now. But uh, during the Nixon administration uh, for not – rent. so this would have been early 70s – for not renting to African Americans. Uh, yep. The federal government uh, put a big old boot up him and his, his dad's ass uh, for not doing that because the 1968 – which I'll get to later, the 1968 uh, Fair Housing Act uh, basically said, you can't freaking do that anymore. If they're, they can afford it, you gotta rent to them. Um, but he uh, did not listen to that. Uh, he's had many uh, employees come out against him uh, for being racist and having racist policies as far as like not wanting black people to count his money uh, to wanting Jews to count his money because fuck it, let's double down on the racism. Uh, he's... He, he wanted a like little things like he wanted a series of what was this stupid tv show like the you're fired what was that the apprentice uh, apprentice uh, the apprentice, the apprentice. Yeah. he wanted to do whites versus blacks on the apprentice like that was an idea that just made sense to him uh you know he fired a guy uh from the apprentice uh who was black because he was too intelligent and you know and like i think i recall that so <laughs> i don't remember the guy's name but i do remember yeah. that yeah, flavor quick, flavor flavor on it real quick though. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, here's the thing: like you, you, you think that like, oh, he's just like this outlier, crazy rich, racist guy or whatever that fools America. But remember when Jalen Brown was coming up through the draft? What did NBA? What did NBA general manager say? Too smart. Too smart. Don't draft him. Mm -hmm. Why? Uh, is it that when you want to join the police forces, uh, they can deny you going to the academy? Too smart. Don't want you. Overqualified. So, <laughs> well, because if you're too smart, then when they say do this, you're going to say why. They, they know they know you're going to fight back. They, want, right. they pretty much it's want the same, robots. It's the same thing with the military. I know, uh, Jay, you said you were in the military. I did a little bit of time myself. And, I mean, this same mentalities, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, yo, like, there were some people I saw inside there and some things I went through that were just, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't my, It wasn't my style. 
You know what I mean? That wasn't my style. I wasn't there. I, yeah, same thing with the, you talk about the cops earlier that just have that hua, you know, I'm going to go out and shoot somebody. And, you know, me having a Muslim wife during the time I went in was, you know, after 9-11 and everything. So I was going through guys saying some of the most racial slurs about Muslims and how they can't wait to go start killing them. And you know what I mean? And I'm not like, I'm not saying everybody's bad, but like stuff like that does not help that kind of mentality at all. Yep. Back back to what Angel and Dito were saying about the, what you guys were all riled up about a few minutes ago about the the photo op, just to put some clarity on it. If, if you don't know the president of the United States, um, used tear gas and you like asked the the attorney general of the United States to like disperse a peaceful crowd um, and this was a peaceful one outside in Washington DC from the Rose Garden to a small church right there and I think it was a very disgusting act I'm a man of faith and the the act that I saw the president do yesterday was um, represent nothing to do with with any faith with anything to do uh, with any religion, what we saw yesterday was just well, disgusting. Listen, really. yo, I'm gonna put this point blank, Perry. He pulled an Instagram thought pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Something exactly. That he did not believe in. He wanted, He's no different he than that girl with the drill. Yeah, the drill. Yeah, yeah that was. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen, I seen this. I seen this yesterday. I don't know if you guys had seen it. A woman had gotten out of a car, seen a guy that was boarding up, and she grabbed the drill and had someone yep. take a picture mm-hmm. of her. Was not really drilling. Took a picture of her and jumped right back in the car and left. Drilling at and a forty-five I, degree angle. Literally, that's literally what Trump did yesterday. Yeah. He does not believe in all that Bible because he knows he just wants he just wants to look it's cool. Image, yeah. The it's thing that image. annoys and the thing don't that see me, that. The thing that annoys me and just like really just like I haven't been like feeling the right way about this for the past whatever how many days it's been feels like centuries it's been like forty-five minutes probably, but the fact that like. There's people, whether they're total strangers online or they're people you know, are so like vehemently trying to defend actions that they're they're just so deep into like not not saying you're a Trump supporter, blah blah blah, like oh do this do that. But the fact that there are people who do support like the president, and there are people who will blindly follow every, anything and everything he says instead of taking a step back and seeing like if this was anybody other than the person that you are going to just follow every single move and agree with every single move he does, you would say that's insane. You would say that's crazy. You were saying that like the looting is crazy. And then the exact person on the other side of the, like the fence, the imaginary fence is doing the exact same thing, but it's helping your cause. So now it's okay. Now you guys are the good guys. Like I said, in the beginning of this, I, I unfortunately think this took an already divided country as Jay was saying, like, mm-hmm. like uh, not really a melting pot An already divided country. And instead of trying to bring them closer together, they're only separating them and with the hope that they're eventually going to come back. Yeah. However, I do think I said this at the beginning too. If, if not now, when is there going to be change? This is the time where every time you'll hop on social media for the next foreseeable future. Cause technically we're all still quarantined. Uh, and like everyone's just on social media, working from home on TV all day. This is the time that you can get your messages across. This is the time that you can see what's actually happening. You can enact change. Uh, that kind of leads me to today being Tuesday, June 2nd. It's uh, officially Blackout Tuesday. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Um, I, like, from my point of view, I see it as people are saying, you're not doing anything if you post a black square. Uh, you're not showing activism. I think that shows, uh, like, unity, solidarity, togetherness is what is intended for. And then it also shows that, like, hey, 
like uh, everyone's complaining. My entire Instagram screen is black today, or everything like that, or like everyone. Whoever, just whoever complains of that is really is, is literally part of the problem. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. If you're complaining about the Complain. fact that every single person has posted a black square today, no matter what your thoughts on the whole thing, if you're complaining about that alone, and you, you got a bigger see, issue at hand, you, you <laughs> see that being not, more annoying. Yeah, people are not reading go. into what this black blackout Tuesday is. Yeah, this blackout Tuesday is not to just put up a black screen to to do that. This is just to kind of take people away from the normal posts that they always do with the selfies and all this stuff. It's just to kind of take that away and for people to kind of understand and look more into what the problem is because everybody's watching social media, everybody's going online, and no one's doing the research. They're just going by what, what they see on TV. But this blackout thing is going to be like, why is everybody doing this? Then people will be able to speak out and talk about why they're doing that. This is just to kind of get everybody away from the normal. That's It's literally mm -hmm. one day. Yeah. And, and even then, people are saying, oh, it's all I see. people are still complaining about it. And they're and saying they're taken away from the information. No, it's taking a step back. It's taking a step back. I'm just going to knock it out of the, the room right now, and I'm, I'm going to you know yeah, take the elephant out of the room. The post today that we talked about today that got me mad. I'm not going to, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I was yeah, saying, yeah. Well, no, I feel you. So I'm not going to say the name. I'm just going to say his, the post. So there was a post that I seen where they see everybody else posting the black square and they decided to post the black square, half black, half blue. And they're basically saying all lives matter. Blue lives matter. Nobody is saying nobody's life matters. Nobody, not one person saying police lives don't matter because trust me, all of us know possibly police officers that are good people. Mm -hmm. I know family. I have family. I have friends that are police officers that I know they do the right thing. But that's not what this thing is about. And that's the problem that people are not understanding and they're not doing any research. And their mentality is just like, oh, look at me. I look at it as just being like a crybaby. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, if it's not about me, then I don't want it to be about you. And, and it, it, that just kind of like pissed me off. I'm sorry. That, that's <laughs> Dito. Dito, when you make people look inward and make them understand or make them uh, see the privilege that they have, it makes people really, really uncomfortable. It makes them uncomfortable. And that's it a good it, thing. Uh, we need to be uncomfortable. They, but they don't like that uncomfortable. No, and that's the, they don't like that. And, 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 and the fact that they're going to be able to see, this is how we feel every day. We feel uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable every day I walk out of the door. And not to say like, Oh, I'm scared or anything, but sometimes we don't know if we're gonna come back. Cause every time this, we get racially profiled. I get, I've gotten racially. I'm not gonna say, I've gotten racially profiled in the workplace. I've gotten racially profiled every single place I go, and it's it's tough to to deal with that. And for those that, and for those watching and listening right now, white privilege does exist. Mm -hmm. Point blank, period. It does exist because at the end of the day, if they see someone by the name of hernandez compared to a guy named a white Johnson guy named or some smith billy, or something, billy yeah. joe or something he's gonna get more likely hired even though i'm more qualified and i hate to say that it's just that's how, well, how do you know do you know what i was talking about with my friend about this the other day like someone said like oh, white oh, privilege white privilege isn't a thing as like a no, white person but, saying it and i didn't agree with that and then i was saying the nfl quite literally just tried to make a rule that if you hire dude, that minority coach if you hire a minority coach <laughs> yeah. you're going to be compensated in money traffic and the fact that that is going to be the thing 
that has to get minority coaches into the league, minority like GMs and everything. The fact that you have to bribe them is unbelievable. Like the, the, the fact that people are so just tone deaf. To no, situation. but the fact, the fact that somebody would think that that's what we wanted, that that's what would make yeah. it fair well, is even worse to me. Like, like he went and went, you know what black people need right now? They probably need a better chance. So we'll make it a little, like, we're not asking, no. Uh, and I said, black asking, people, color people, we're not asking for, for your, I don't know, charity or nothing. You know what I mean? We're just yeah. asking for understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah we don't need a handout. When I saw that, I'm sorry, but when I saw that, that that whole draft pick thing, that actually angered me, especially just like on both sides of like, number one, it, it, we're not, you know, don't make it, don't make it a, don't make it a charity. It should be that way. For them to even say it. Ugh. People who have privilege, when you hit them with equality, to them, it's a step back. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, I think the, what is the quote like uh, privilege? Like, I forget what the quote is, but there's a quote about those who are privileged. Equality means like suffering or something like that. I forget what it is, but mm-hmm. so they, it's not that they, they don't see it as we want to be like equal. They, they, they don't want to give up what they have and that's what equality means to them. And they don't want to do that because they're so used to having it yep. and, and living that good life. and and there's that, you know, that, that just comfort level that they have with the color of their skin to know that everything's going to be all right. As long as I don't mess up, yeah. everything's all good. And, let, and let, me get, let me just make this clear. I'm not racist. So I'm not saying I hate white people. <laughs> Trust me, I deal, with, I deal with every single race out of there. So for people that are listening, don't take this that we're saying that we hate white people because we don't. That's I'm not me. That's white. that. <laughs> Here we go. Look at this. It's like, Jay right there. So. I can't. I, well, that's like that's like saying that I, I had a black girlfriend. So what I'm yeah. saying is not racist. You can't you can't <laughs> use that. We get what you're saying. We get what you're saying. My fucking dad is white. So hey, hey. I don't have a. No, we get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying. Pretty much for the Yeah, this is pretty much just for the listeners going out there that don't understand what we mean by white privilege. So we just want people to understand and just listen and. The one quote that I that I that I seen around for um, the majority being white people is just understand that you'll never understand. Yeah. So just just kind of sit back, ask questions. We'll be able to talk back and forth, but just don't assume without knowing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's, been the a, that's pro- exactly and that's what, been the biggest yeah. problem is that a lot of people just assume protesters are looters. No, that's not what it is. Come, come ask the actual protest. Come to these actual protests. Instead of actually criticizing these people, come out there and make a change. Come out there and be a, be a voice. Be, defend them instead of hiding behind the keyboards, instead of hiding behind radio stations and talking, talking all this and all that. Come talk to us because I have no problem talking, going back and forth and getting people to under, and understand or just hear my side. That's yeah. pretty much you know, that, you know That's exactly the point of today's show is the fact that uh, I, for one, like want to learn more, want to empathize. I think that's the difference that people aren't understanding. They're, they're not looking at if you don't have white privilege or like all this stuff, they're just not empathizing with people. Yeah. Like I, I'd be stupid to say that I don't have white privilege. I, I'm just born in a, in a fortunate situation like where both of my parents are married. Both of them like have good jobs. I have two brothers. We're all going to college. Like I, I don't see a cop and think this could be terrible, terrible things happening. It might be, oh, I might get pulled over for a speeding ticket or something like minor, minor, minor like that. If, if there are people out there who legitimately think that white privilege isn't a thing, I, I don't understand where they're coming from because you never see 
like white people get murdered by cops. You never see white people have all this protest start like by that uh, to, to the extent that we're at. If it, I'm not saying that like if a white guy died the way George Floyd died, the world wouldn't be up in flames like it is now, but I'm saying. It didn't though. And there was a situation not too long ago, but I, I don't want to no, take that that's away the from point. you. So there no, was no, no, a no, situation that's the point. The, the earlier. Fact that I want to get more educated in the fact that like I, so somebody, I will go into this knowing I'm probably going to be wrong. I'm not a smart kid. I'll, I'll be wrong about a good amount of things. No, but I want to learn more about the, the whole the thing. The problem was is that somebody used that as like, as like a reason, like they went, oh, well, this happened to this white guy. He was yeah. choked. Same thing. With knee, knee on his back. <laughs> and then he goes, well, why didn't anybody care about that? And it's exactly. like, well, that wasn't, I mean, yes, it's it, because another, the issue I know is a race issue. There is racism. There is prejudicism. There is, there's a lot of that. But you know what, though? It, let's get back to the, what it really is. Police, b- police brutality. Yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? Cause and this that's happens. Systemic race. It does happen. Yeah, it does. It does. But it's, it does happen to white people too. There are, show, but this isn't about that. Yeah. Okay. It, it has happened. Yeah. It dis- that's the yeah. thing. It's just, so when people bring up the fact that like, Oh, it happens to white people that don't do that. Don't do right. that. We know that too. We're, you know what I mean? We're there for you too. But right now, it's a disproportionate in how it's happening. And that's what we got to pay attention to. Yes, we'll go back to that. But that should just be more of what makes you um, more angry about police brutality, not as an excuse of, well, it happens to white people uh, too. So what's the big deal? Like, don't do right. that. It, it is a statistical, numerical fact that more white men are killed by the police every year. But it is a, also a fact that five time uh, black men are five times more likely to be killed by police though in in these patients so that's where you're running into the the, the difference like yes more white people are being killed by the police in these stand and um, being unarmed what the the problem is when you're seeing a much more likely and is to be killed just because of the color of it well it's not, it's, not, it's not even that let's you know you talk about the statistics you're, you're possibly right and, you know, I don't know where people get the statistics from, no, no. but there possibly is more white people that do get killed, possibly by the cops than blacks. But you got to understand. They're, they're, they do studies. They're, there's, oh, no, they no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure they I'll do. Calculator but, out. but people need yeah. to understand that there's more white people in this country and, and, yeah. than blacks. And they're killing more of the people that the less percentage. And it's almost, and it, they're not that far apart from the, from the blacks being killed compared to the whites. It's not too far apart. But just it's understand 135. that. It's not just, what is this? The last I checked, it was the difference between the amount of whites killed by black, uh, by blacks, by cops, and the amount of blacks killed by cops was 135. 72 points. And that's just killed though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about even taking, like arresting and taking to jail? Like those numbers are way, you know what I mean? But that's still. I got you. I got you, Angel. One in 17. Uh, one in 17 white men have been to uh, prison or jail. One in three black men have. There you go. That, so that's, that's where you, you need numbers like that is. And that's part of the whole problem too. You know what I mean, that's like, it's not just the killings. I get those killings, and I mean, there's things on both sides. It's, well, this is well, what Brennan, it's about now. Brennan, Brennan hit the nail on the head. It, it's it's a systematic oppression. It, here's here's the thing. I hear people all the time say, oh, the system is failing. The system is, no, the system is fucking working. Numerous systems, systems, though. The system the, is working in their favor. <laughs> the system is doing it's, exactly it's, what it's, it's supposed built to for them. The, uh, I, I hear all the time, oh, slavery ended, you know, 160 years ago. You know, you guys, this and that. But they're, y'all, people need to read the 13th Amendment. The, the 13th Amendment did not abolish slavery. It just said free people can't be slaves. 
because it enslaves them to the system. You, you, well, no. So if, if you go to jail, you can be a slave. It's legal in the United States. If you are imprisoned, you can work as a slave. Uh, that's, so, and that's what slave, I'm talking about. Yeah. You need reform at so many different levels. It's not just a one, one reform in this area fixes all these problems. You need reform at the prison level, at the, the legislative level in, in our offices, the people we're voting for, the people uh, who are running the police departments, the police themselves. I think I, I saw somewhere, I don't know if this is true, but just the fact that you can become a police officer in like six months versus like it takes eight months to become like a hairstylist or something like yeah, that. I, like I, that I, needs I, to change. That cannot be a fact in this country where, where these people we're trusting our lives with and protecting the like internal affairs in this country like they need to be the best of the best not just the best on on a few then they have a few good days but they need to be the best 24 7 it's not it can't can't compromise in that oh, uh, let, that. Me, uh, let me let me speak to that as someone with a little bit of experience and and being trained uh for the use of like force and stuff um military basic training uh for non-infantry is nine weeks for infantry it's 13 weeks i want to say so the amount of time that it takes to train somebody is, isn't, isn't really an issue. It's how you train them. And, uh, you know, I, I know we talked in our group chat about, you know, they'll, uh, they say, you know, you'll learn on the job. And that's absolutely true when it comes to the police force and when it comes to the military. They give you, there's a reason why they call it basic training is because you're getting the, the minimum bare basics of, of what you need to do. And then when you get to your unit, whether it's police force, whether it's military, you do uh, spend more time training. You go out into the field. Every Thursday they do training in the military. Uh, but what needs to happen is that on-the-job training needs to reflect the needs of the people. There needs to be more more time spent on the de-escalation of forces. There needs to be more, um, like you said, a changes to the system about the hiring practices of, of how we're hiring police officers and uh, background checks on them, intel on them, uh, you know, uh, uh, psychological reports on these guys and make sure that we are weeding these guys out from the jump. And, and, and because right now you have, you know, people like <laughs> to go back, I don't want to get on too much of a rant about our kicker friends here for the Patriots, but you have these three percenters, you have these oath keepers and you have these white nationalists who are actively recruiting people to be in the military and to, it is a mission of theirs to take over the police force. And that's why you have, um, you know, and again, it, it's, it's tough. You don't want to say all cops are bad, but sometimes you kind of do, at least personally. You, you have this, uh, this, not tradition, but you have this aura of the police force as a whole uh, who has become their mission to uh, take over from inside and, and basically be like, hey, th this is a way where I can beat colored people with a stick for free, or excuse me, to, and get paid for it. Yeah, and but, just to finish that thought, because we are a sports podcast, why not mention this? We need to begin hiring police officers. And like you were talking about weeding out the bad ones um, or guys that will not be a good fit for the job. Just look at the NFL draft. They, they know every single thing about these guys going in. They know their psyche vows. They know where their, what their parents' maidens' names are. And Spelling test, where, sixth grade. Where they're from. Yeah, exactly. Why don't we have something like that? Yes, it could be a sort of invasion of privacy, but you want to, be, you want to know you are getting the best of the best. Um, that you see that in, in football, and why, why not translate that into like real life, into the police force? There's a few reasons. One, uh, budgetary reasons. Uh, the, the NFL is a multi-billion dollar yeah, industry and fair. the teams have the, the resources to do that because you draft the wrong quarterback, you, you 
you set yeah, back franchise the, goes down, your yeah. money goes yeah, down. Yeah, you yeah, you're fine. Um, U.S. government has infinite budget, though. You, you, yeah, but you need you, people yeah. too, though. So you can't just start. Yeah. Try, if they try going just for the best for the best, and they have a force of only twenty, when they need a force of That's fifty, fair. they're not going to be like. I mean, it, it, you know, they're not. They're going to bring people in as long as you gonna hit the criteria that they want i i see now i mean i i'm in the same boat like not there's some bad seeds inside there what they need to do is actually show us that they start working on themselves more than anything else like that's the that's the one of the main problems i see is that they don't uh take accountability for their own and i know you were in the military so they have that kind of mentality too i'm not sure if you went through it but no, man I, I saw uh, a lot of people <laughs> that when you were when, when you were in that battalion, that battalion had a certain mentality. And if I, I, maybe I, I saw that, though, I saw people, you know, and they force that mentality on you. They want you to be part of that same, same mentality. Who are America first? Nothing else matters. You come out, say something like, hey, guys, I don't think this is right. And, you know, you start getting in trouble. Article 15, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know what I mean? And, and getting in and little things start happening. You start noticing and they kind of weed you out. Um, you know, uh, they don't want that kind of mentality because a lot of people I saw were, and this was back in, I mean, I was back in 2002. So this was 20 years ago. And the mentality I saw there was kind of like, who are, this is the way we're doing it. Um, and I feel like the cop forces have that same thing. Like you don't want to go against your boy, even though, you know, he's wrong. You guys grew up in the, in the, uh, you guys trained together. You guys work together. You, you, you're his, you know, you're his God, you know, father to his son. And you see him do something bad and you don't want to say something. And it's that kind of like bond that they have, which I saw in the military where I was in it, where like you don't want to break it no matter how bad things go. And here's, I feel like they the have that though. same thing. And they get trained to, you know, you get told to be like that way. Because if you do say something bad, get ready to get out and it's not going to be fun. Here, you know here's I mean? the difference though. In the, in the military, uh, if, if you see somebody doing something wrong that you work with, that's in your unit, your company, your platoon, your battalion, your squad, whatever. You rat them out. If they actually messed up, um, you know, that person, I'd say nine times out of 10 is properly dealt with uh, under UCMJ. Uh, there are, you're absolutely right. There are people who, and this goes in the kind of the more, I, 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 I was a graphic designer and photographer in the military. So it was a oh, little more chill. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I would say this. Copy, say copy. This. Yeah. In your more hua units, you're absolutely right. But here's the thing, okay. you can go in the military and change a unit in two to three years. And, and so the, the whole like ratting people out and the police force, that's it, man. Like, like most of the time, like you work BPD, you're BPD, like you're staying there. Like unless your whole family picks up and move, you're never told by like a greater umbrella of police forces that like, okay, now you're going to work for Cleveland, you know, like they do in the military. So no, they keep um, tight. Yeah, but here's the thing. In the military, you rat somebody out for doing something wrong. That person's not punished. You're punished. Because internal affairs, a.k.a. other cops, are going to investigate other cops and find out that those other cops didn't do anything wrong. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And they're going to escort you out, put you on miserable death duty, traffic duty, whatever bullshit they can think of, and, and, and get you out of the forces. The problem is, is because when, when cops are held accountable, that they're just getting, you know, we hear it all the time. Oh, they get this two week or this two month paid vacation and, and, you know, any fines that are paid, you know, like say, say a cop 
beats up an innocent person and that family sues and they win like a million dollars, hypothetical, right? That million dollars doesn't come out of the police force. That million dollars comes out of all of our pockets through taxpayer money. If we want change, what we need to do is, is weaken the strength of the police union. I don't think that unions are bad, but the police union has way too much power. What we need to do is have, oh, you messed up and you were found accountable for, for making a mistake or, or messing somebody up and you know, it's a million dollar fine, that comes out of the police pensions. Because you start messing with those guys' money and all of a sudden That's they're, they're gonna, gonna tighten up. They're gonna self-correct in a fucking heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of wrap this up, where like what do you I guys want to see? talk about, Tyler? Yeah, I know. We got yeah, Tyler's like a good I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know if you guys wanted to keep going or not. If you guys want to keep going, we have all time. I don't know how long. All right. Then my next question, not to wrap it up. Then my next question is this. What do you quit trying to silence me, Whitey? Don't do that. All right. Well, then my next question is what do you guys what do you yeah? All right, then what do you guys want to see as change? Like, what do you think the next step should be uh, for both white communities, black communities, Hispanic communities? What do you think people have to do? I, I know the, the, the obvious answer is educate yourself, is do more research, is do this. Uh, like, like I'm going to keep saying, this is exactly why we're doing this. This is to let people know what's actually happening in the world. Let people see other perspectives other than their own. What, what do you guys want to see happen next? Enforce the fairness doctrine and news reporting to also, uncover, uh, to also include uh, cable news networks. I, I do think what Jay just said about the, sure. the moving the money around, especially for, for taking money out of police pension accounts. Um, I think that I, that raises a very interesting point. I think what you said, I think wholeheartedly that could, that could be a, a real fix like immediately, but um, you can't really count on this president right now to really put any executive action that would benefit all of us um, in place right now. But I do think, um, I think the most power that we have as a collective American people is, is com- this, this coming November, you get out to the polls and, and you vote for what you want. Not just, not just that higher office, um, but you gotta, you gotta re- do your research. Like Tyler was saying, you gotta be educated. You gotta look at these, all the other things that you have the potential to vote for, who you're voting, who you're voting for and what their policies are and who the people are that are going to be making the changes that you want. Change starts at the foundation of our government. It comes from, you know, our, our, our local federal prosecutors to our local mayors, to our local, you know, people who sit on different boards and whatnot. You know, the, the president is, is obviously, figure uh but you know the change starts in our community and first and foremost and you know i know tyler you said like you know besides educating people uh but you know i know that we're we're trying to use this platform right now to educate our listeners uh my girlfriend is a teacher uh so i take education very seriously uh both my parents in education yeah so so all right freaking Story I was gonna say, I agree with <laughs> one, you. one upper. I can't say anything right now. <laughs> right. the, the past what, five minutes, what, I've... What, what privilege knows all the teachers? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is getting edited. You want to talk yeah. about <laughs> stuff blowing up in my face with no, the? No, no, you're good. You're good. No, but so here's the thing. Uh, resources are 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 going to communities to educate. Uh, you know, certain folks and they're not going to educate other folks. And I'll just leave it at that. 
Um, and that needs to change. And that all happens at, you know, the ground level of our political system. Uh, the unfortunate and, part about that, though, is as much as we can say educate someone, you have to have people that want to listen. You can, you can, you can look, you see this in school. Oh. You see this in school. Like, if you technically have to, like, educate someone on a topic, but, like, these students aren't listening. They're, like, zoning out. As much as we want to say educate these people, educate these people, the people have to want to change, too. I think that's something that I don't know what could happen next. I've got four kids. So I got four kids here in, uh, in Boston. I live right in Dorchester. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This is my community and stuff like that. But education over here is not given a chance. Uh, we Like my kids, were when they were in elementary school, I mean, the three elementary schools in my in my area were closed down forcing all these kids that were first, second, third grade, all to go into one school. And that one school wasn't any better than the other three schools. They just couldn't get teachers or they couldn't get the money to pay the teachers mm -hmm. to be in those schools to properly educate our kids. So, I mean, stuff like that shouldn't be happening. Education is the number one most important thing in this country and educating our children, educating us even more. I mean, I mean, the education I got was decent. But what I'm watching from my kids is like, we are, there's a huge difference. When I go to these other cities, Quincy, um, uh, Milton, and I see their schools and I see their, their fields and I see all the stuff they have. And I'm like, man, I wish my kids had that same opportunity. And I come over here to Dorchester and I see the, the you know, I go inside the buildings and I see how they're, you know, they don't got the, you know, the right books. So they don't have like, that's, that's the disgrace. That's not gonna, we need education. That should be the, you know, paying our teachers mm -hmm. should be getting paid more than, I, I mean, sorry, I'm, I know we're all sports, but the way we play sports, at least we could at least take half of that maybe down and get some of the greatest teachers in the world to educate our kids to become smarter and help this country more. So yeah, education. Uh, thank you, Jay, for bringing it up because yeah. I think I'm very deep into that, and I think it's super and, important. And to piggyback on that, it doesn't matter if you go to a school with the littlest amount of funding or you go to a school with the most amount of funding. Um, I don't. I can't speak for the state of Massachusetts. I live in Florida right now. Um, sorry, the Commonwealth of Ma but uh, but we're not educating our children properly, and what we're doing is we're teaching kids to pass a test. We're not teaching our kids to properly learn how to research, properly learn how to educate themselves, properly learn how to use critical thinking. We're, we're teaching to a test and we're setting up our kids to grow up to, you know, we hear all this fake news and it's just boom, boom, it's in, it's sold, it's fast. And we're not teaching the, you know, like I said, our, our youth to, to be able to take information, uh, kind of look at it from a broader viewpoint. Like I said earlier, like I, you know, I see these Twitter videos and I see this stuff and that information and, and I kind of look at it from different sides and I research it and, and I gather more information because that's how I was taught. That's how I was taught to educate myself as a kid. I wasn't taught to go to just memorize some facts and then fill out a that's, scantron. That's where the on. parents come in though. That's where we come in. That's where I've got to tell my kids when I see them do stuff like that. I don't, I don't expect the, I expect the, the school to teach so much. You know what I mean? But I have to come in. I got to teach my son finances. I got to teach him how to pay bills, how rent works, how when you start working, you get a W. You know, I got, I got to teach him that. Another thing I got to teach him is the difference of what he sees out there and, and, and what I know and what's real. So, I mean, that's it's kind of us on parents a little bit. I wish the world could take care of us. Like, you know what I mean? Especially, like I said, especially if the school is taught just the real life of what's going on and stuff like that. And really, you know, put in everything that's happening. But 
that's on us. That's on me. Because even as a parent, I got to teach my son racism is bad. You know what I mean? There's parents out there that whatever you learn in school, if the school tells you racism is okay, or the racism, you know, this is how it is, they're going to come home. And, and if you tell them, you know what? Yeah, that's how it is. You can bully that kid. You know, you're better than that kid. You know, it's on parents, too, to educate our kids past what they learn from school. And What's the also- commonness of, of, you know. Don't Let's also racist. not forget that based <laughs> on your geographical location in this country, you're also 100%. getting a, a different education. Yeah. Yeah. Kansas to the middle of Boston, you know, the middle of farmland, Kansas. Well, I just, to I just mean, not the no, yeah, that's it, what, just what but, you're being told. Yeah. What you're being taught. Like they got milking school over there. You know I mean, we don't, we don't got milking school in Boston. Like it's <laughs> totally different, but even just like the history books are different. Everything is. No, I understand that. Yeah. I mean, uh, Dito, what are your thoughts if you got? All I want to say is for people that, that are listening and don't understand what's going on, please ask questions. That's all, I, that's all I want. Ask questions. Before assuming you know something, ask questions. The more questions you – because there's, there's personally no stupid question, especially right now, that none of us would – I'll be able to answer whatever I can answer. And I'm learning things as I go, too. I'm learning new things as I go. So it's like it's not like I know everything about what's going on because clearly nobody does. And the one thing I will say, too, is people constantly criticize protesting. Please, I want to know your tutorial to protesting because there is no tutorial to protesting. Because it, and it's, and people will be like, oh, this worked, this worked. Things change. Times change. Some things won't work. So, and for people, and there's constant people, all the people that are criticizing, protesting, oh, protests should be peaceful. We've done that. So I want, you know, if you can criticize so much, show us, show us what you think would be best. Let me, yeah. let me add to that, Dito. Uh, peaceful protests. Don't work. I mean, what, they don't work. Hey, listen, I love, and I'm going to say this too, Jay, I loved what you post in the, in the chat. About all those, you know, yeah, that's, that what, that's what I was going to speak about. Yeah, that's what I was going to speak yeah. of right now. So, uh, people in position of power have never given up that power willingly. Nobody has ever asked. Like, there wasn't like a black man in the 1800s who was like, "Please, massa, is it cool if <laughs> I get a check for all this work that I did?" Like, you know, you had to take that shit by force. And, 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 and Dito brought it up, you know, the stuff I posted in our, our little Ride the Wave chat. Uh, you, you look at the protests in 1967, violent. There was a whole summer. You know, this has been six days. There was an entire summer. Months went by where there were violent protests through multiple cities spread. We're recording we're recording again right now. We're recording now for the kids behind the scenes. For the for the behind the scenes look at this. Uh my Wi-Fi goes out once a day. Just it's like it's like you can set your watch to it. This does this doesn't have to be in the show if you don't want it to. No no no, this is gonna be in the show. We're gonna just show the chaos that this show deals with like every like boss. We're the most transparent podcast. Once a week. Yeah. Boss and Speak Three has no organization, nothing. No no scheduled release date, no set times, no anything. So like this is just on character. This is sticking to our roots. This is on brand. Jay, if you can remember what you were talking about, so, you can yeah, deliver so, your point. <laughs> so uh, the world was on fucking fire, at least in the United States was, 1967, 1968, uh, to go back to my point. 
like Brendan said, after uh, MLK was assassinated, uh, the, uh, uh, the 1968 Civil Rights Act was passed. Uh, so that was something that violent protest over a, a lengthened period of time brought positive change. If you look um, outside of like racial tension, if you look in like the LGBT, LGBT, I'm going to get so much shit for this, but I know LGBTQ. Yeah. Look, I'm a proud supporter of it. I just get my letters wrong. Sometimes I apologize. Bad at the Um, Yeah, I know. I'm horrible person now. But anywho, uh, the the Stonewall riots, uh, that was a riot against police forces who were using their powers against people of the homosexual community. And guess what? It caused positive change. Mm-hmm. There has been Chicago riots, Detroit riots, LA riots. There have been riots throughout American history that have caused positive change. Now, full disclosure, somebody uh, that I served in the military with asked me if, if I believe that uh, rioting and violence and looting and all this leads to positive change. Why am I not looting? Why am I not being violent? Why am I not violently protesting? And why am I uh, not going out and causing a ruckus and whatnot? If I believe that it can, the ends justify the means and it goes to positive change. And I've honestly never been asked a more thought-provoking, honest question in my entire life because I am not against these guys who are violently protesting. Um, The way I answered that question was kind of twofold was I come from a, a kind of a different background as a, as, a, as a person of color. I'm also mixed. I'm biracial. I have, I have a white side of my family and I have a black side of my family. I have a, a, a distinctively different view, uh, viewpoint than, than other people have. I grew up uh, poor and I grew up in Section 8 housing and I grew up uh, in what would be called a ghetto. And then I moved into upper middle-class Connecticut. Um, I have lived in very nice places and I've lived in very dangerous places uh, amongst my time in, in the city of Baltimore. So I, I kind of can see things uh, from both angles. So while I personally have been uh, attacked by people of authority because of the color of my skin, it's been something where I can count the amount of times that that's happened on my fingers. It's, it's definitely happened. It's definitely been hurtful. Uh, but it's, it's not something as a, as you can see, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, I, I'm, I have white features. I just have a little bit of a darker skin. Um, so depending on where I am in the country or in what neighborhood I am, I pass kind of differently. I can web and flow amongst different cultures. So I, I don't have, though I'm very upset at the things that are going on in this country, and I'm very upset about the, the racial uh, history that our nation has, it hasn't, at least for me personally, boiled over to a point where I feel the need to cause destruction. But I understand, we talked about that earlier, I understand why other people do people who have been disenfranchised more than I have, people that have led a, a, a harder, more difficult life because solely because of the color of their skin, people that have been set up to fail by the people who were there 
to lead and protect them, I understand the rage against the machine, the rage against the system that they hold inside of their souls and their hearts that makes them have that anger to go out and break windows and set fires and, 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 and cause all that. And, and I'll pull aside all the, is it Antifa? Is it white nationalist people and the people who are setting up and all that kind of stuff. I'm speaking only to the angry black youth people that if we just want to pigeonhole that are upset. I also, to, to finish this point uh, briefly, I'm sorry for rambling, but uh, one of the, the, the second fold to the reason why I don't personally do it is there are a lot of people who, who understand the need for a military. They understand that war is hell and war is, is a necessary evil and that it involves killing people. Um, but that doesn't mean that just because you agree with war and that you agree that sometimes we need to go to places and we need to do really bad things to other human beings, it doesn't mean that you sign up and you raise your hand and you enlist in the services, but you can see that there's a need for it. So when it comes to the violent protests and when it comes to the rioting and the looting and the destruction of properties and the destruction of businesses, I understand and I get it and it is a necessary evil that we need in this country to elicit change because change has never happened without that happening. And, okay, sorry, just, just one thing, because I see that you're talking about the looting and, and I'm, I'm on board with you. I'm not gonna lie, I totally, they want, dude, how they want to do it and that's a different group of people I believe than what's, what you see in the morning and stuff like that. But just the one question I get all the time, and it's a hard one for me to answer to, but I, I'm ask you, you're pretty, because you're very into this. What do you think about the businesses that got looted and the people that that affects? I want to hear that, because that's something we haven't talked about. And mm -hmm. I get it. Like, I'm, 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 I'm into the same points you are. You know what I mean? There's, there's only so far you could go. I mean, you, you kick a dog enough, it's going to bite back. You know right. what I mean? And, and, and totally, I, I'm on board for that. But the, the main question I get from people all the time, because I'm on the same page you are, is, but what do you feel about these people? And I, I'll give you mine after yours. I just want to hear what your opinion is on that. Yeah. Or anybody else who wants to chime in. That's something I'm very interested in. Like, the I, yeah, so the, I, the, same, the same guy who asked me that question um, asked me the question that you just asked about, what about the businesses? And, and here's what I got to say. If people are looting Target, fucking Coach, Neiman Marcus, I'll give a fuck. Yeah. I'll give a fuck. <laughs> go, go get your bag, no. homie. Go uh, get yeah. your bag. I'll give a damn. Now, 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 to be, to be a little more serious, yeah. to the people who uh, go against the small businesses, uh, who go against uh, the businesses that are owned, black-owned businesses and stuff like that, that's where... I literally, I feel like this, like this tension, this pulling in, 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 in my beliefs. Um, because I do understand the necessary evil that you do need to cause, unfortunately. And, and let's, let's be real here. I am not celebrating the fact that it caused, that violence is unnecessary. I'm not advocating that. I'm glad that that's okay. I wish that when Kaepernick took his knee and people go, right, oh, it shit. Yep, fucking problem solved. We're done. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Just just yeah. Long time ago. But when it, when, it, when it comes to those businesses, those, those small businesses, um, you know, I, I just said a couple minutes ago that 
we, I grew up poor and then I ended up upper middle class. That's because my father had a small business that took off and we did very, he did very well for our family. So I understand the need for small business. I understand that, that is, they are the backbone of our economy. Um, but here's the thing. If you loot a small business and you break windows and you steal their merchandise, guess what? You can go get more merchandise. You can go get a new window. You can repair, you can rebuild. You know, I know not all small businesses are, but a lot of them are insured against this sort of thing. And it sucks, but they can rebuild. Communities will rebuild and they have rebuilt in the past. There are, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that it's a good thing, but there are GoFundMes and there are communities that are taking care of themselves after these protests and these, this destruction that has caused to help build up these, these small businesses to bring them back on their feet there's no gofundme for dead black men you can't fundraise that you can't insure that you can't bring that back you can't imprison someone innocently you can't murder people who are innocent and bring them back and it sucks that these small businesses are hurting and i get it you know we got the covid thing they're already hurting and, and, and now they, you know, get these, these, these businesses all throughout the nation that are, are, are being looted and whatnot. But you can rebuild. You can come from that. Oh, it's funny. I, like wish, you, I wish I didn't have to, but you can. You and me, Jay, we have easy, but you can. Me, me and you haven't met much, but we, we, we do agree on a lot, which is amazing. Like, I'm, I'm totally down for you. Dito, where you, where you at on this, Doug? About the small businesses? Yeah, about everything, about the whole, like, what I mean, about me those personally, me, I mean, I, f- I feel bad for some small businesses because of the simple fact that some people put their all into that, like, literally coming out of their pocket and possibly using their own personal money. Do I feel bad for Gucci? Do I feel, hell no. I don't feel bad for none of these companies that, they actually, and, it, and, it, and it, what's crazy is that people don't realize, a lot of those companies, like Gucci and all that, they don't, they don't like black people. They don't, they're not for those people. Like, and, and, and people don't understand that. You think I'm going to pay $1,500 for some, for, for a backpack when I can go get it for $30 at Target? They don't Dito, care do you, it's about, it's about profit and stuff like that. So, Dito, do you know why the Target up in uh, Minneapolis, you know why that was looted? No, I don't. Uh, they were not allowing protesters to buy milk and water. And what do we? And what did they do? They took all that milk and put right. it to the side for the Fuck for you. the tear gas. Burn your shit down, motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah. See, I, I had to see. This is what I'm talking about. There's certain things that I don't I don't know. So I like I never been like, oh yeah, burn that target down. I don't know why they burned that target down, but I would have did the same fucking shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna cap. I'm not gonna cap, bro. No, I, I, I okay. Yeah, you wanna? Yeah, I was gonna say we can just wrap yeah, this up with some it. final thoughts. <laughs> Uh, I got more to say. No, I, I'm good. <laughs> if we got more to say, we can do an episode two about this. But we'll, what we do at the end, we always just kind of do a quick final thoughts about the whole situation, uh, kind of just summarizing, your, you know, I guess, your main points. So, uh, Fro, we can start with you, go around, and then we'll get you guys out of here. I, I mean, this has been, number one, thank you guys uh, for inviting me. This has been an awesome conversation. Uh, some of you, I mean, this is one of my first podcasts, and and to be part of it is really cool. And especially when it comes to something like this and to hear your opinions and you know, I'm not even gonna lie. Some of them I don't agree with, I'm gonna be, you know, try to see where it's at. But uh, at the end of the day, we all really want the best for everybody. And I'm really happy about that. Um, 
again, I mean, I just want to kind of just emphasize that like we, we all got to work together uh, to make this happen. I don't want to go to like, don't listen to this side. Don't listen to this side. But seriously, guys, like if, if you're watching this, that means that, you know, we could, you, you want to hear what we're thinking. And basically it is like, go out there and just do good. I mean, my thing has always been be good, have fun and love life. I mean, there's no reason to put any hate. There's no reason to put any argument and stuff like that. And we obviously what's going, we see what's going on out there. I mean, everything's being filmed. Just keep down on the, on the media a little bit. Media has its, its pluses, but at the end of the day, really see what's going out there, make your own opinion, but listen to other people every single day and, uh, and just do the right thing. And I hope for the best, uh, especially with 2020 as crazy as it's been going. You know, um, Please don't be judgmental for those that are listening. Please un try to get asked questions like I've said before. If you want to understand certain things, just ask. I'm, I have no problem talking. I have no problem listening either. So people have certain points that they want to get across as well. I have no problem listening to you, to you either, and we can go back and forth and debate. I'm not about trying to go butt heads, butt heads, but I'm against ignorance. I'm against people that don't want to listen. I'm against those that just sit, sit and have that certain mindset. Like I know what's right. I don't like, I don't, I can't have conversations with those people. And that's when I get mad. So I'm just asking those that to have an open mind to, to speak, speak your mind, ask questions. Don't assume. Cause when people assume you look stupid, that's it. That's pretty much all I got. Jay. Uh, so for my last thought, first of all, I just want to thank Tyler for putting this whole thing together. Um, really do appreciate Thank that. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, My bad. Thank I, you, Tyler. I, I know. <laughs> I know. I know that um, this was brought up a couple of days ago. Uh, you asking us to do this, and I kind of push it off to the side. Uh, but I, I really thought about it, and and it is something that it is an important dialogue that we we need to have. We do, like you said, we do have a younger following, uh, and we we do have a platform, and and it is something that we need to use, and it's something that we need to use responsibly um and 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 i'm glad that we're we're able to come together and do that so i just wanted to to thank you and and, and to babs and everybody um and dito and, and brandon and angel for for coming along as well uh here's the thing i i wish that i had the the positivity that fro has um i i unfortunately don't um as, as far as when it comes to our country as a whole uh, I, I've seen a lot of things. I've, I've lived in, in many different parts of the states, uh, or of uh, many different states uh, in the United States, and 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 I've seen uh, how different cultures uh, in in our own country uh, act. Like I said, I I do happen to be uh, I have a Greek first name, a French Canadian last name. My favorite band is Blink One Eight Two, and I play tennis, and I'm from Connecticut. So a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people will say things around me that they might not say around Dita. I'll just put it that way. Um, that, that's <laughs> I'm so, sure that. so um, I, I, I unfortunately do not have a lot of hope for our country as a whole. What I do have a lot of hope for is that each one of us uh, who, who are in a position of knowledge, who come from a background of color, and a background of being educated, that we use what talents and skills that we were, we were given or that we received or that we've earned, and we use that 
to calmly and 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 teach like Dito said we're not trying to butt heads mm -hmm. but we want to let you know how it is for us you know we we want you to know that it hurts some of the things that are said by uh people in position of power we want you to know that it hurts that we are still viewed in 2020 as secondhand citizens we want you to know that white privilege is a thing that racism still exists we want you to know that when i see a cop i don't feel protected i'm scared my heartbeat jumps just driving down the road when i see a police officer my heartbeat jumps because i don't know what's going to happen i don't know i again full disclosure i have had weapons pulled on me by officers in more threatening manners than i have used my weapon in a time of war i'm getting angry thinking about that just the moment yeah, yeah, you know I, I mean? I, and i saw it's following me up right now just like thinking right. about those i feel so, everything you said. no no you're good you're good just because for those kids who are listening just because you have not experienced it or you have not witnessed it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen it's an issue in our country it always has been it most likely always will be but what what each and every one of us can do is just make it a little bit better just one percent better you know there there there's there's people out there who are listening who obviously aren't racist who have black friends listen to them let them tell them let them tell their stories to you and use that as as a way to educate yourself and kind of see things from a different angle the next time you want to judge things that you see on tv and online um it's there there are different americas that we live in there is a black america and there is a white america and it's unfortunate but it's the truth um like i said it's never going to get fully solved but if you can make your group of friends a little bit better then exponentially America will be a little bit better. That's all I'm asking for. And vote. Fucking vote, goddammit. <laughs> I went to war. Fucking vote. Bread. I want to bring up a few points. I know I know in the past on these shows, I've kind of come up with my final thoughts. Uh, like on the spot as Tyler's wrapping up the show, but I've definitely been uh, been boiling some, some been cooking some in, in my mind. It's, it works in mysterious ways. So here we go. Um, I want contractually obligated. We are Boston's big three. We got to mention the Celtics players that have taken part in this. Um, I know we saw on social media, Jalen Brown. We talked about him earlier in the show. One of the smartest guys playing basketball right now. One of the smartest guys in sports. VP I, of the I, Players Association. I gained a new level of respect for Jalen Brown. Yeah. I've already respected, respected him yep. as an athlete, as, you know, as an intellectual but what he did to drive 15 hours to drive to Atlanta. He lives in the Boston area. He lived in, in to drive to Atlanta to go stand mm -hmm. out there and walk with these people. He learned a, a new level of respect for me. Like Jalen yes. Brown, I tell you right now, is my favorite player on the Celtics. I don't Jalen Jalen Brown, we, we talked about that contract extension. I think this goes to show what a great Give team him the he max. is. 
what Underpaid. he deserves and that he is a great human being for the Boston Celtics and represents everything that that organization stands for, along with Marcus Smart and Ennis Kanter showing up at the Mass State House this week. Uh, Shout out to Malcolm Brogdon as well. Yeah, with the protest. <laughs> yeah, Ennis, Ennis was wearing his own jersey. Why not? Why not? Yeah, what an odd <laughs> that was funny. Marcus Smart was out there. Exactly. Yep. Um, just – they, these guys know what platforms they have. We know what we, the platform we have. We know we're not going to reach as many people as those guys potentially are. But we are going to use that platform that we've been given uh, to further our message, to educate, not, not, not to set an agenda per se, but to, to share what we believe, what we hold to be true, um, and that, what, that we want to see a better tomorrow. Because today is not pretty. We all know that. Um, a few more points. I just want to, like, deepest condolences, apologies. Um, there's not enough words to say like what we all feel for the Floyd family and all the countless um, Americans who have lost their lives to, to, to situations like this across the country. And you hate to see it, but um, we, we will not let their names die in vain. We will not let them be forgotten. We will use them as they, a right for change. Like change, change is happening in this country, whether we like it or not, things are going to, to, be taking place they have the last week and probably for weeks to come for months to come and for years to come we want change and we're like we won't stop until we see it and i i, I do think that these men um they they may have not known it at the time but they are going to change the world they already have changed the world mm-hmm. um they will be in the history books looking back 20 years from now we're going to remember who these guys were um and what they died for and what what change happened after they passed away and Final, final point, I think, for me, um, I, we, I talked about about an hour ago, but I, I'm with these guys. I, we don't condone the looting. We don't condone the, the criminal actions taking place. But these people that are out there, they're not criminals. They are American citizens exercising their First Amendment rights to, to protest, to, to voice their opinions where they believe others are wrong. And seeing these masses come out after this, it's been, it's really been boiling. Like people have been inside the last two months. We all know that, but seeing something to set them off, like we've been, it's been a ticking time bomb. It's like had a few sparks in the past few years with, with the same killings of black Americans, unarmed black Americans to, to police. But if you want to stop the looting, the rioting, you got to stop the protests. And the only way to stop those protests is for real foundational change. And closing your, closing your eyes to the problems of this world doesn't make them go away. It doesn't, it's not like if, if it can't see me, then I, if I can't see it, then it can't see me. This affects everybody. This affects everyone on the show right now. This affects everyone listening, everyone watching, everyone who, who will never listen to the show. It affects your friends, your family your neighbors closing your eyes doesn't make it go away you have to use your voice for others to listen and i think that's something i've discovered this week is the the power that voice has and collective voice has even more power than we can even imagine and i definitely am proud that my voice is heard and yeah uh, so i guess my final thoughts are like like we all mentioned this is to educate this is to create dialogue uh, and this isn't like Fro said, like he disagrees with some of my things. And Dito said he, he just wants to create dialogue. He, he wants people to ask questions. That's totally fine. Everybody doesn't have to agree with each other. That's what makes change happen. The fact that we can come on this and have like a two hour podcast, just talking back and forth about what we want to happen. What, what your thoughts are about this situation, what our thoughts about it. Like the fact that 
none of this was hostile. None of this was butting heads like Dito mentioned. This is all a mature, appropriate conversation, a timely conversation. I think that that's a step adult, that everyone adult, has to adult take. Adult conversation. Adult yeah. conversation. <laughs> Let's just get this clear. Blood. I think I think tell a lot of the age group in this in this in this uh, podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> but the the point of that is saying like we don't have to agree on every fine detail, but I think we'd be we'd be dumb to say that we're we're not all on the same side here, and we all want to see something change happen. We all want to see a step in the right direction and be on the right side of history and all that. So for that, I thank you guys very much for coming on. Uh, I know you guys didn't have to do this, so it means a lot to me. It means a lot to Brandon. Uh, we were kind of talking about behind the scenes. And for the people listening, I hope you take this. Um, just take this, do what you want with it. If we could change one person's perspective, two people, every single person who listens to perspective, then that's all that matters. We're here just to, like we said, create dialogue, um, create awareness, just discuss, and then we're going to see what happens. This has been Boston's Big Three, a special edition episode. Um, thank you very much for listening. Can't change the world unless we change ourselves. Die from the sicknesses if we don't seek the health. All eyes be my witness when I speak was felt. Full house on my hands, the cars I was dealt. Three K's, two A's in America. I'm just a black space born out the nebula. And everything I do will say today is worthwhile. With assurance by your action and your first child, I begin my first now. Sometimes I speak and I feel like it ain't my words. Like I'm just a vessel channeling inside this universe. I feel my ancestors arrested inside of me. It's like they want me to shoot my chance and change the society. But this is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Police be tripping up, yeah, this is America